This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, where we talk about real men with real feelings, all sharing our search to become the best version of ourselves possible and what it takes to get us there. Welcome back to the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, and I want to welcome you first-time listeners to the Becoming a Better Man podcast. If you've stumbled across this episode as your first episode, you're in for a fantastic surprise in that I'm just going to be dropping some knowledge, and a lot of it's come from personal experience, a lot of it's come from education, credentialing, licensing, all the different little uh, tidbits and nuggets of wisdom that I like to uh, say I've learned from other people. It's I can't really take credit for any of it because uh, there's nothing really new anymore. It's all just kind of recycled and repurposed. And sometimes there's a lot of ways that people can verbalize something that you maybe have heard a thousand times before. Just like in this episode, the topic we're getting ready to go, go into And for some reason, it takes that one person to say it in a certain way at the right time to where it hits you. And you're like, oh, damn, that hit home. I got it now. And I want to do something about this. So this week's episode, we're going to talk a lot about how you're likely undervaluing and underestimating the importance of your body and your health. I know it sounds pretty predictable from somebody with pretty extensive background in fitness and personal training who's also a physical therapist. Of course, he's going to be preaching at me about my body. Damn it, talk about something else. Well, we talked about other things. And so now it's time to circle back to this topic because I've seen it over and over again that there's a lot of problems that are created in our lives when... We have failed to properly take care of our bodies in the way that we've had the opportunities to do so. Meaning there are several things, several risk factors that can lead to uh, certain conditions, certain uh, diseases and, and whatnot that are highly preventable. And yet there's also things that factors that we can't change, like we can't adjust um, and so we're going to talk about the things that we can change. And, and in this week's episode, it's going to be about how we take care of our bodies. All right, guys, you, there's a lot of us living and I'm, I've been guilty of it too. There's a lot of us out there living in this mindset of there's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. And after enough tomorrows, you're looking at years, <laughs> you know, you're looking at years. So You can't really start something unless you're ready for it. But hopefully this episode to where one of you guys out there is just like, you know what? Damn, I've been wanting to do something for a while. It's been weighing on me. Um, I think I'm finally going to do something. I'm hoping that this message hits home to you tonight. I'm recording it at nighttime, but you're probably going to listen to it today or whatever day. Um, So, yeah, that's what I want to talk about, guys, is how our bodies are so underestimated and so undervalued, we just always expect it to be there, right? We take it for granted. Um, And so there's a lot of guys 
out there who, you know, reach out to me and, and on Instagram or an email or whatever, or I might just be having a conversation in public somewhere. And they'll say, ah, man, like I, I really want to start working out, but I don't really know what to do. So I've been putting it off. Well, how long have you been putting it off? Uh, the last five years. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, that's okay. So we got, some, we got some work to do, brother, to get you up to speed on how this is going to go down for you. Um, don't worry. You're in the right place. It's okay. Um, so I'm not, not going to shame anybody. I'm not going to make you feel guilty for not doing it sooner. But after hearing this episode, there's no excuse to not think that, damn, maybe I need to approach this a little differently. You know, maybe I need to not wait for myself to get some bad news at the doctor's office to where I want to start actually getting a little proactive about my health instead of reactive. Because one is very expensive and the other is very inexpensive by comparison. You add up the cost of uh, prescription drugs to various doctor's visits, specialist visits, testing, labs, x-rays, um, all that kind of stuff. And then probably if, if it's a chronic issue or a pain or joint thing, uh, you're going to come see me in physical therapy. And so then there's more expenses and you might have waited too long and so there's not really much you can do about it. So now you got to go under the knife. And have you ever paid a surgical bill? Like, have you ever seen what that looks like? <laughs> have you ever seen what that looks like? Guys, there's an investment and then there's a liability, right? A liability is just letting your health go to shit over time and think that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. That gets very expensive. You know, is your blood sugar on the borderline ranges? Have you ever paid for, for, uh, for insulin? Have you ever paid for metformin? Have you ever paid for any of the other diabetic medications? Shit's expensive, guys. Have you ever paid for, or paid for the little uh, um, glucose monitoring systems, the little b- blood prick uh, finger stick things? Guys, it's not cheap. It is a very hefty expense. That's a liability. Um, in terms of an investment, what are you doing to be proactive? You know, opting for um, different grocery choices, you know, like when you stick to the perimeter of the store where a lot more the the produce and, and natural options are, or are you going right for the center of the grocery where all the processed bull, like bull is, I want to say bullshit, but then I've censored myself and I just said bullshit anyway. So the bullshit, like where all the bullshit is, um, guys, I, I don't, I don't know how y'all put up with me some weeks. I'll be honest with you, but no, seriously, it, when you stick to the perimeter, those tend to be a little bit costlier, a little bit. Um, but if you stick to those options, right, and you tend to order a lot less fast food and order out and go out to eat a little bit less frequently as you do, because I know probably all of y'all are on at least a daily basis of hitting the, hitting the drive-thru somewhere. When you cut that out, because that's expensive, that adds up. Sit down and look at your budget and see which is more expensive, your grocery bill or your fast food bill. Bet money. It's your fast food. So you want to bitch about the cost, bitch about the cost, but then don't change, like make sure you're understanding your actions that you're taking. So when you stick to the perimeter, all that stuff's a little bit more expensive, yes, but that's an investment in your health because you are putting better fuel into the engine and it can run more optimally. Now, I know your body's not a machine, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't get on that high horse, okay? But hear me out. When you 
fuel it crap, it's going to start to feel and act like crap. That's just the way it works. All right. There's numerous studies that show the effects of various food sources and food types and, and preservative levels and things like that. I'm not going to debate that with you. Like you can either choose to have the limiting belief that you need to stick to the cheap shit that's not good for you, which will turn into a liability or make the investment in just making a little bit less frequent trips to the drive-thru and maybe sticking a little bit more around those aisles on the perimeter of the store where a little bit more of the, you know, the veggies are and the produce and some of the healthier options. Just, just check me out. Just don't linger too long on that other side of the store on the perimeter where the, the beer aisle is, okay? Just don't spend too much time over there, guys. Um, but, you know, you can get a little bit if you want to. That being said, that's an investment versus the liability of going the cheap and easy route. Because it's fast, it tastes like, like it tastes good, but it's not good for me. That's liability versus the investment. Same thing with being a little bit proactive with your exercise and your health. So, uh, a gym, a gym costs money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Uh, but a personal trainer costs money and I know how to work out. Okay. Well, how's that working for you? Um, uh, yeah, about that. Um, I just, I don't have time. Really? What, what are you doing with your time? Uh, I'm working and I got my kids and my family. Well, that's cool, man. I got a ton of clients that have kids and families and businesses. So, uh, they make time for it. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> and then I get ghosted, uh, which is always funny. But, um, but seriously, that's how it happens. And seriously, guys, like no judgment to you if that's you. Uh, cause I've been there before I have, I thought that, that trying to invest in my health was something that was un, an unnecessary expense. And it's only when you don't do something with it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're blowing money on a gym, but you're not going to use it. Yeah, that's stupid. You know, either cancel the membership or go to the gym. If you're paying for a trainer, but you're only halfway through your sessions and you decided not to go back, but you've still paid that money. Like go use the rest of your freaking sessions. Like that's crazy. Um, the reason why you stopped going is because it challenged you and maybe it wasn't the right thing for you. Maybe it was the, wasn't the right approach. Maybe they weren't giving you the right tools to be successful. Uh, happens a lot, but maybe it's a thing of, damn, this is harder than I was expecting and I don't like that feeling. And so I give up cause I don't want to fail at something. I'd rather quit than, than try and fail. And guys, you got to stop thinking that way. You got to stop thinking that way. Like you got to know that you left everything out on the field. And if you lost, you lost, but you knew you gave everything because otherwise you're always going to be wondering what if, what if I would have tried harder? What if I would have, what if I would have actually done something about this before the doctor just came in and gave me the, the bad news about my heart or told me that my knee was shot to hell because I, I stopped exercising. I started gaining a lot of weight and I stopped moving around as much. Because uh, I stopped making it a priority. It happens. I have these conversations with people every day. I've been having it for years. There's a lot of regret. And there's a lot of people that always, 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 they always say, damn, I wish I would have done things differently. But it took things getting sometimes too far. Please don't let it go too far for you today. Please don't let it go too far. Because those people didn't just lose out on, on like pain and money. But they lost out on memories with their kids, with their families, on vacations. They couldn't go out and do the things that their family wanted to do because 
they couldn't hold up. They couldn't keep up. They couldn't recover from it as well. And, and I tell you what, man, like when all said and done, all you've got left are the memories. That's it. That's it. So do what you can to be able to make the most of the memories now. Take care of your body. So leading into the next part, all right? So maybe you've decided you want to start exercising. Maybe you want to start lifting weights. Or maybe you're on the other side of it and you're like, damn, it's been so long. I don't even know what I do to start back. I don't know where to, where to begin. Well, you're in luck, guys. I'm giving you a little wink wink to the camera right now if you're watching on YouTube. You're in luck. That's what I do, okay? I specialize in working with people who are either brand new or they've been out of the game for a while, all right? And they just need that structure and that guidance and that accountability and encouragement to just basically say, look, here's exactly what you need to do. If you do everything I tell you, you will be successful. I promise you. And for a lot of people, that's a lot of peace of mind and a lot of brain power. They don't have to devote to something that they're not as skilled in as I am. It's the same reason why people hire landscapers and gardeners and mowing services. Everybody knows how to mow the damn yard, right? But your time is valuable, right? There's people who do that every day for a living. You've got other things that you can be doing, right? You can, you can be making money during that hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, that somebody else is mowing your yard. You could be making a lot of money during that time. So if you want to pay somebody a little bit, that's an investment, right? Because the money you're making as in what you would see before as an expense on that landscaper or that, that mower, you've actually been able to double, triple, quadruple, 10 exit into a potential revenue spot. So was that investment in the landscaper not worth it? Absolutely it was. You bet your ass it was. If you don't think so, I want you to rewind it, listen to it again, and think about the math. So the same thing goes with talking to somebody like myself who does this all day, every damn day. This is what I do. You have a like you would have a full blueprint. Exactly what to do, what to expect, when to do it, how to work around it, what to do whenever this comes up, what to do whenever that comes up. Oh shit, this I wasn't expecting this. Let me let me hit up Jason. Cool. All right, boom. Alert comes in. All right, well you need boss. Oh, uh, well this is coming up. What do I do here? All right, well this happens. So instead of that, do this. Try it, see how it goes. Oh man, thanks. I never thought of it that way. Cool. See you later. Done. Problem solved. Or you can be like, you know what? I can mow this yard myself. I'm going to figure it out. Oh, hell, now the mower broke. I'm going to go to the store, fix it. Whoop. Now this one out. I better go fix that too. Oh, crap. How do I get rid of these moles? I got moles now. What do I do about that? It's tearing up my blades. Well, shoot, now I got new blades. Now I got to see how to get rid of these moles. Dude, how much time and money is that situation like? I'm saying this because... That's me making fun of myself. I've been that dude. Uh, it just, it happens, guys. It happens. So you can either be like, oh, I can do that. I don't want to waste money on that. Well, you can waste time on it, but you could have been making money during that time. You know what I'm saying? And if, if my guys that are business owners, that are entrepreneurs, executives that are checking out this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like, where are your assets and where are your liabilities? And so you can turn what other people or what maybe you've seen before as a liability into 
an asset. You can leverage that time into something more productive, more, uh, more cost, you know, or cost, uh, productive, you know? So anyway, that all being said, I'm going to break down what I would give to my people who are maybe new to it, or they're just starting back after some time off. Maybe they've had an old injury and they've been afraid to get back in the gym. Totally fine. Happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Um, but you know, if you've, if you've just started or you're just starting back, you know, within your first like one to four months, six months, whatever, like there's a little bit of a learning curve that your body has to get it caught up to. There's a lot of shit. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to watch what everybody else is doing. And that's not really going to move the needle for you. Like it's going to help in the beginning. And then you're going to hit a a plateau because you're not doing anything specific or productive to your situation. Uh, You've not had a proper assessment, a proper evaluation to try and figure out like where your, your risks you know, and your movement patterns and your injury histories, um, things like that. So you, you don't really know how to get to the next level of actually seeing some significant progress, but all you know is like, Hey, like I I hit that first little benchmark and I'm kind of stuck there. So people, that's where people either turn back and give up because it doesn't seem like it works and it's too hard or, they go, um, I'm going to try and get real cute with it and go from zero to a hundred now. And that's when you end up hurt, discouraged, pissed off, and, uh, you're back where you started. So this is going to try and help. Maybe some of you guys get that, that mindset of, all right, what do I do? Like, what are the basics? All right. Or maybe you've forgotten the basics. Um, so what you have to consider the very first step, whenever you're starting back into the gym or starting into the gym for the first time, might not even be a gym, but maybe it's your home gym, right? Maybe you've got your own little weight set or your resistance training set, whatever. Think about it this way. It's, it has to be all mapped out before you start in your mind. You have to stop and seriously, honestly consider with yourself the time that you're able to realistically commit to this. All right? Don't just say, I want to do it, but then you've not really thought it through. One of the first questions I always ask people, all right, how much time can you like realistically dedicate to this on a weekly basis? You know, are we talking 30 minutes a day, three days a week? Are we talking a little bit longer? Are we talking less often, more, more days of the week? What, what can you realistically dedicate your time to? Cause I want to build something to help you hit your goals that also matches your schedule and something you can stick to long term. You have to look at it as this is no bullshit 12-week transformation. It's a 12-week challenge, guys. We're going to do this challenge. Who's on with the challenge? Comment down below if you want to get on my challenge. Look, I've tried to run challenges before. I thought it was bullshit. Um, doesn't work. It's short-term, right? It's fun short-term if you stick with it. Um, but this is the beginning of a new lifestyle, Right, if you're wanting to become a better man, right, you have to stop doing things the way you've been doing them before, and a lot of times that takes into account the way you take care of your body and the way that you honor yourself because it's the most important tool you have. When your body and your health start to go to shit, your whole life starts to go to shit. Your relationships, your finances, your business, your uh, your focus on your own personal growth, battling your own demons that you've had to conquer over the course of your life. It all comes flooding back in the forms of debt, depression, and despair. And that's the, like, that's the truth. I'm not trying to paint a, a grim picture, but that's the truth. I've had that conversation so many times, 
so many people I've had to just pep up in the clinic and just go, look, it's not the end of the world. You can do this. I just should have done it different. I should have done it different. And they're so depressed by that point. Like they don't see the way out. No matter how much you try to, to paint that picture of hope, if they do the things you tell them to do, they just aren't bought in anymore. So it's the start of a new lifestyle. You have to totally transform your mindset and the way your actions match um, your thoughts and vice versa. You'll like If you can stay consistent with it and you dedicate yourself to it, you'll see uh, yourself get stronger, right? You'll build muscle from the workouts. Um, but in order to maintain the results, you have to maintain a level of consistency. Like you have to make going to the gym a habit. The most successful people I've seen with a transformative lifestyle with their health and their fitness have been the people that show up all the time. Why? Because that's what they're like every day from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Like that's where they're supposed to be. They don't know any differently anymore. Or every day from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's just what they do now. That's what they're used to. Right? They don't, nothing else takes that time because it's gym time. When you're just, well, I'll just do it tomorrow when I get around to it. Never fucking happens, man. It doesn't. I'm telling you, it doesn't happen. It, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but you have to build it into your, your schedule. And you have to look and see realistically. Okay, probably it's just going to be three days a week that I can really dedicate 45 minutes of my time to, you know, maybe in the mornings on Mondays and Fridays. Maybe it's going to be lunch on Wednesday. Or maybe it's going to be in the evening on Wednesday. Whatever that looks like. But you have to know it going in. That's your plan. And you might be like, well, maybe I can get four or five days in. You know what? If you do, that's a cool little bonus. You can get a little extra cardio in on those days. But you've already probably seen long-term, the best you can stick to is three days a week. So let's focus on that, right? Because you need to be able to attack something with a plan that you can maintain long-term. Otherwise, it's just some bullshit challenge or transformation for 12 weeks, for four months, for two months, 60 days, 60 day, blast the fat away. And then like, what's the point of that? Is that, is that really taking the steps to make yourself a better person? Some man who honors his body so that that way it can be his, his biggest asset to where he's not distracted by pain, disease, dysfunction, and he's focused on living his life and serving his purpose. All right. So, before you start, map out the time you can realistically dedicate to it. Stay consistent, period. So that goes into the next topic. How do you, how do you set up your week, right? So let's say the most basic program, if you were to do like that three-day-a-week deal, you'd have a, a, a week that consists of three days um, of full-body strength training exercises, full-body workouts that are performed with at least one day in between them of rest. So, for example, um, if you want to start with one or two per week until you get a little bit more consistent with it and get the feel for it and you don't feel like you get too sore or you can't recover very well, um, don't let that discourage you. So start, start a little bit lower and then build yourself up instead of starting all out if that's what you need to do. Totally fine. There's still research that supports that that can be beneficial. Um, so start one day. Or start two days a week, but make sure there's at least one day of rest in between to allow your body to recover. Uh, and then you can add more workouts in as you feel comfortable. But the goal would be to try and, if we're talking about the three day a week um, schedule here, 
is to get up to three days per week and then remember long-term, what can I commit to? All right, if it's three days, it's three days. Let's focus on three days a week. Perfect. So an example would be like you do the first workout on Monday, you do the second full body workout on Tuesday, you do the third full body workout on Friday. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you've got 24 hours of rest in between. If you want to go for a walk, totally cool on Tuesday, Thursday. If you want to go for a jog, totally cool. If you want to go for a bike ride, totally cool. But give your muscles a break from strength training for at least one day in between sessions. Cool. Got it. Got to be able to recover. So then that leads into the next question, talking about from recovery. Well, how heavy can I go? Right? Think about it this way. The weight has to be heavy enough in order to challenge your muscles so that they grow without you needing to lift to failure. Right? So like, don't want to lift to failure if you're, if you're either a beginner or you're starting back after a significant period of time off. What's lifting to failure? Trying to go as heavy as you can for as many reps as you can until you can no longer complete the rep, like to where you just, your technique goes all to shit. Don't focus on going to failure, but it still needs to be light enough so that that way you can focus on good form and technique, period. If it's not solid technique, if you're not taking care of your joints in the process, then you're going to pay for it later, guys. I'm I'm just telling you. Um, So what does this mean in, in the real world? means uh, you need to pick a weight that's light enough to where you can at least try to get eight reps in, right? But not so heavy that you, like, or not, I take that back. You don't want to go too light to where you exceed 15 reps. So try to keep it in that 8 to 12, 8 to 15 rep range, okay, Um, before you would reach what you would feel as failure. And make sure that you add in just a little bit of weight each week to each exercise so that way you can continue to challenge your muscles so that way they can grow and you can progress the exercises as opposed to just keep doing like, well, I did three sets of 10 of 25 pounds on the uh, dumbbell bench press and I've been doing that for about three months now. You're not going to see any difference by then, right? Like it's going to feel too easy or what's the point? It's not working. So you have to be able to add on just a little bit. Try not to add more than like 5% uh, per week of the weight, but Um, just, you'll know when it feels like it's getting a little too easy and you can try and go up to the next weight. Okay. Um, and then if you you get in that set and you're like, ah, can't make it to eight, then it's time to back it back down. See if you can shoot for a weight that can still get you at least to eight reps. Okay. Um, so we're talking reps and sets. So let's go into the next thing. How many reps per set should I do? And should I lift to failure? Right. I get these, I've, I've had these questions before. So here's the deal. Like there's been all kinds of conflicting research over the years. Like in the past, they used to think, you know, four to six reps for, for real strength and mass building. And then they're like, Oh, maybe it's like 18 to 20 for, for endurance, muscle conditioning and things like that. Or no, it's, it's 12 to 15 or it's three sets of 10 for everything. Shoot for, um, like if we're talking about the weights above and between that eight to 12, eight to 15 rep range, Usually 8 to 12 reps per set uh, will allow you to recover fast enough in between workouts so that way you don't have too much soreness and stiffness and, and risk of muscle injury, okay? Don't lift to failure, if, especially if you're a beginner or especially if you're just starting back. Try to shy away from it. Um, when, you, when you lift to failure, it requires – it's a lot more of an experienced technique that like, real hard gainers or big heavy lifters try to go for, power lifters especially – um, you know, a lot of times you'll see even some bodybuilders try to go to failure. 
you don't want to do that if you're a beginner, if you're just trying to start back, because it's going to take a longer recovery period for you and you're not going to like it. And you're just going to want to stop going. (laughs) Okay. Um, but make sure that your rest and recovery is factored into the reps that you pick. So somewhere in that eight to 12 range, no more than 15 reps that you can still do. And then when you get to the end of it, you're like, all right, I probably could have squeezed out about two more before I totally hit failure. That's when you know you're at the good stopping point. When you stop at 10, you're like, ah, but I probably could have done 12 before everything went to hell. Good. Stop at 10. All right. That's your guideline. Um, that's going to help make sure that you're still taxing your muscles enough to where they grow, get stronger, and don't get injured. Okay. So we've talked about reps. How many sets should I do? I hear these, these terms, reps and sets. So reps are how many repetitions do you do within a set? So when it comes to determining the number of sets you need to do, especially as a beginner, or if you're just starting back after some time off, the first sets are the most important, yes. Um, and some of the research shows that while doing more sets will give you smaller and smaller benefits as you try to bump out more and more. The most beneficial are the early sets. So that being said, recommend starting off about two to three um, sets per exercise. So, for example, if you're doing like a dumbbell bench press, okay, if you want to start off with uh, two sets of 12 until you work your, your way up to like, okay, well, I think next week, I think I'm going to try and do three sets of 12. Oh, well, three sets worked me a little too hard, but I was able to get two sets of 12 and one set of 10. Totally fine. Okay, does that make sense? Start off like two sets uh, and then work your way up to three as you find yourself getting used to the movement, getting stronger with it, and it getting a little bit easier to do. Okay. Um, but there's got to be that recovery period. You always have to take into consideration the recovery period. Recovery is one of the most underappreciated, underutilized component in smart training. Understanding, I can do this, but how long is it going to take me to recover from it? Because if it takes so long to recover, then that's less often that you're able to train. Therefore, you're not able to be as consistent and see the results you're looking for. See what I'm saying, guys? So how often should you train each muscle? Um, Usually, training a muscle multiple times a week is proven to be more effective than just once a week. Okay, especially for beginners. So, um, I recommend you train at least each muscle group about three times a week. So trying to hit some form of, you know, like a a chest exercise three times a week. Okay. Trying to hit some sort of uh, glute exercise three times a week. That way the muscles are getting enough attention to where they know they've got to repair and recover stronger, but then not overtraining or undertraining enough to where you're not seeing benefits or you're risking injury. Okay. Now, What exercises should I be doing, right? Like that's the real question you want to know. So the main lifts for like full body workouts would be anything like squats, deadlifts, bench press. Um, Those are all very effective uh, for building muscle and strength. And you can build muscle using almost any exercise really, as long as it's designed to tax that, uh, that particular muscle group based on all the principles we've talked about so far on this episode. Okay. Um, I've got my favorites that I like to, to use from a, a functional training perspective, who's also a rehab professional, um, but you really can't go wrong when you kind of stick to the basics, okay? Don't get too cute with it. Uh, don't try and, and, you know, overhead press shit while you're balancing on an exercise ball, while balancing on a BOSU, while balancing on a bench. You know, like, that's just stupid, and that's not going to do anything for you. 
So let's kind of recap here. Your main goals as a beginner or somebody that's starting back in uh, would be to just follow a plan that's best for you. All right, you have to have a plan and make sure that you know you've already got some muscle. Okay, if it's not as visible, that's okay, but it's there and it knows how to do this stuff, but you have to give it the right stimulus to make it behave the way you want it to behave. You know what I'm saying? You'll notice that you'll gain more um, more strength than size in the beginning. Like you'll feel yourself get stronger in the beginning, then you'll see your muscles get bigger because the majority of what happens, in the, at least especially in the first two weeks, the four weeks, even in the first six weeks, it's more of a neuromuscular adaptation, meaning your nervous system is getting more efficient at recruiting less muscle to do the job, right? So it's getting a little bit easier now to do these these same lifts, doing the same weight. You're not really getting bigger muscles, so you're not getting stronger, but your body's getting more efficient at recruiting the amount of muscle, the right amount of muscle, and therefore it feels easier. So you're going to seem like you're getting stronger without getting bigger, okay? Uh, so know that. Uh, it's, it's learning how to work smarter instead of harder, all right? Um, but... Then after you kind of build that solid base, all right, then you're ready to progress up to a little bit more advanced training system without risking injury. Okay. So when you're lifting, when you're exercising, there's three things I like to tell people. Okay. It's one, think consciously about the muscles you're actually using and, uh, and how close you are to feeling yourself hit failure. That's how you'll know when to stop yourself in the proper rep range. And that's also when you'll know that you'll make sure that you're feeling it where you're supposed to, right? So like if you're feeling like a, a dumbbell bench press more up in the fronts of your shoulders, up nor the top of your chest towards your neck, you're probably drifting a little too high with the weights. You need to bring them down lower towards the bottom of the chest line or the nipple line to where you're actively like feeling those pec muscles contract instead of the shoulders. Okay. Think consciously about what muscle is being targeted with that lift with that exercise. That's why the exercises I give guys, they see the video, they watch what they do, and they know exactly the description of what muscle group is being targeted with this exercise. Okay. Number two, choose a light enough weight so that your focus is on good form and not trying to just get the weight up. Especially if you're a beginner, especially if you're just starting back after some time off. All right. You can really do more harm than good if you're just trying to get it up instead of making sure you're having good control, good technique. Um, and making sure that you're just trying to pump your ego instead of pump your muscles. You know what I'm saying, guys? Step three, stop the set as soon as you lose perfect form. Well, not perfect. I don't want to be too nitpicky. I'm not that guy, that kind of coach. But uh, as soon as you feel like form breaking down and you're not controlling the weight, just stop. All right? Instead, um, try to do more sets to teach your body. So meaning going real lightweight, make sure you got the movement down first then gradually add weight to it. That's going to serve you better in the long run than it is in the short term. So this is a lifestyle change. It's not a sprint. Okay. Um, so about how long would a program like this last? Like how long would I set this up for somebody in your shoes if you're a beginner or if you're just trying to get back in the lifting weights? Um, it really depends. Everybody's different. Okay. So the, I'm always reaching out for feedback. Like how are we feeling? How are the lifts coming along? How are the exercises? Is there a particular one that you're having trouble with? Is there one that you're not? Talk to me, Goose. What's going on? And if you ghost me, if you don't talk back to me, 
like we can't have effective communication and they need to, you need to go back and listen to my podcast on healthy communication because uh, it applies to a lot more than just your relationships. If somebody's in your life, they're trying to work with you, communicate with you, you have to return the favor in order to get your outcome that you're looking for. So I'm asking these questions. I've got to know, like, how are you progressing the whole time? I'm trying to figure out where are they at? Like, do I, am I going too easy on them? Am I going too hard on them? Do we need to adjust this? Um, you don't get that when you just download a fucking cheap PDF, <laughs> you know, like you, you just don't know, like I'm, am I spinning my wheels? Is this going to work? You don't have that personal touch. And so we can always adjust as we go, but it really just depends. Generally though, if you follow this type of program, following all the guidelines I've laid out for you so far in this episode, um, you know, you'll see that you're not really increasing in strength as fast anymore, anymore as you did in the beginning. Totally fine. So it's time to switch things up, time to progress. So anywhere it could take some people two months, some people up to six months before they start to feel like it's really too easy and they need a new challenge. Totally fine. Uh, But hopefully that brings some awareness, that brings a sense of, look, it's not just an episode of this guy telling me I need to take better care of my body. Hopefully these principles, the guys out there in the, the BBM network, the Becoming a Better Man network group, can understand, all right, now I have a better idea of how I need to go about this. Okay. It's more than just a lecture. Now there's actually practical application. All right. So guys, hopefully this has been helpful. Hopefully it's been useful information. Um, I want to hear about it. Give me some feedback. So shoot me an email, reach out on social media, and I'd love to hear your takeaways from the episode. If you've decided to start up, a program for yourself, taking some of this advice now that you feel like you got a little bit more insight as to how to go, how to go about it. I'd love to hear that. If you've got questions or if you want somebody that's just like, look, tell me exactly what I need to do. I trust you. Let's work out a plan. And you know, I want to hire you as my, my private coach. Who's also my private PT. Should anything bad happen? That's cool too. We can always talk about that guys. So anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I love even each and every one of you brothers out there. Um, Stay safe, stay healthy, and by all means, you can't become a better version of yourself if you don't start with the inside and neglect the outside too. Take care of your bodies, take care of your mindset, take care of your lives, brothers. Love you all. Until next week. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, Please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag, Becoming a Better Man, so that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families. 